Welcome back to WTNE. All tone, all the time with Blake Wyland and Brian Waffler. Oh, yeah. We got traffic, traffic, news, weather, traffic, news, weather. We got an overturned semi on the 84 eastbound, so watch out, good people. It's going to be a sunny, 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 sunny 84 degrees and nice and balmy out here, so be sure you wear your sunblock. We don't want any skin cancer. And keep it real. We got a new tune coming at you right now, fresh from the new fresh artist, Lil J. Yeah, Lil J coming at you from Atlanta. Hit it. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine uh, having just a radio show with no- <laughs> with nothing else but talking about Guitar Gear? Actually, there is there is one in L.A. Uh, there's a there show. Is? Yeah. Um, I, did, I was on it one time. What is that? Don't do that. <laughs> oh, computer making noise. I think that's my, my messenger going off here. So let's let's get let's dump that dude. Um, what is the name? The L.A. I want to say L.A. Radio Rock Show or something like that. And it's they they talk about Guitar Gear on the yeah. airwaves. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, um, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's there's one of them that does isolated tracks too. L.A. Talk Radio. Huh. Yep. Uh, wow. the, the flow guitar enthusiast enthusiasts is the one I was on. Yep, and it's, it's actually it, on the, it's the airwaves. Actually on the airwaves. Yes, that's it insane. Is, uh, yep, Jeff Floro is uh, is the host of it. And um, what's that? Scott. I'm sorry, his name escapes me. I should know that too. Uh, but yeah, the flow guitar enthusiasts uh, on LA Talk Radio. That is kind of fascinating. Uh, yeah, you can check it out at latalkradio.com. Um, but yeah, there's it's an actual show. Yeah. Wow, so call, unlike I, this one. Unlike this one, yeah. I, I called in at a certain time, you know, because it's live. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was like waiting for news and traffic to get over so we could do the interview segment. It was kind of was interesting. That I, is That is a trip. Yeah, so... If you're in Southern California, you probably know what I'm talking about, I'd imagine. Maybe not, though. Who knows? They probably will now. I guarantee you somebody's going to look that up. <laughs> I can't. I mean, here in Indiana, there, there's uh, – well, actually, in other cities, too, there's was a popular show called Bob and Tom. Are you familiar with that? That sounds really familiar. I think it that might have been over here, too. So, yeah. And uh, basically, it was just like – you know, dad jokes for three hours in the morning, you know, and I think, it, I think they still go on. Uh, I haven't listened to it since, you know, I got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to a family member the other day, a couple of guys that I don't talk to just super often, but mm-hmm. um, one of them knows me really well. And the other one doesn't know me that well. And he was like, um, the one that doesn't know me that well made a joke about like, Oh, come on, Blake, you need to listen to more than just what's on the radio. You know, you got to broaden your musical horizons or whatever. He was totally kidding because we were talking about some obscure 60s artist. Right. And the other guy was like, oh, you're talking to the wrong dude. Like, (laughs) I was like, I haven't voluntarily turned a radio on in like, I don't know how long. Years. I've I've listened to the radio only when it's been an accident. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like. It was like the most hipster thing I've ever said, but it was like, no, I, I literally haven't turned the radio on in 
mm, voluntarily probably three and a half years. I've walked into situations where the radio was playing, but I personally have not went and turned the radio on right. that I can remember. Yeah, I just um, haven't been quite a fan of it. You know, well, it's kind of awful most of the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. We got podcasts and we got music that we can listen to whatever we want, whenever we want. Why would we subject ourselves to maybe hearing something we kind of like? Maybe. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, back in the days of, of Napster, you know, this is probably when you were still in diapers. Um, you know, folks like myself used to make lots of MP3s and put them on CDs. It's kind of mm-hmm. like this disc. It looks like a record, uh, but it's not a record. Um, and then you could play in some cars, you could play the MP3s. Right off the CD. It's like, like a mini mini vinyl? Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, it's like a mini vinyl, but you oh. can hold, you know, a lot more songs. Uh-huh. And it's shiny. And it's shiny, yes. Nice. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I See, like, a lot of people get me, me and guys my age mixed up. Um, like, we were around, you know, pre-internet, like pre-cable, pre-all that stuff. So, like... We kind of grew up seeing that all come into existence. So, like, my my teenage years were spent browsing the used bins at FYE for used CDs and, you know, obscure punk rock discs. So, it's like, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now you just go to Walmart and get it, don't you? Yep, 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 yep. You know, oddly, there isn't a Walmart that's conveniently located to me. So, I almost never go to Walmart, ever. You're not missing much. I mean, except for entertainment. Oh, <laughs> that is that is something I have experienced in Walmart is mass amounts of entertainment. I got a picture. I got a simulator. You'll like it. <laughs> the best time to go to Walmart is at midnight. Midnight, maybe one in the morning. That's uh, that's when it gets crazy. And that's when be, the, the real it, gems that's, creep out. That's, that's when the, the good folk come out to play. The good, the good yeah. folk. People of Walmart.com level stuff. Exactly. <laughs> even in Indiana, huh? It's even not just in a, not just a Portland thing. Yeah, even in the smallest towns of Indiana, it happens. It happens as well. It's like a it's like a moth to flame situation. The weirdos are attracted to the late night Walmart binge. Definitely, yeah. It's um, I mean, it's so weird in this small town that. People go to Walmart for entertainment. I mean, like literally, <laughs> when uh, when people don't ha- don't have anything to do, they say, "Well, mostly." So you got younger. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say younger anymore. So let's call it thirties and forties. We're bored. Uh, let's want to go to Walmart and walk around for a bit. That's like really walk- crazy to me. <laughs> but that's see when when you live in a very small town where you have nothing but a uh, Starbucks, a McDonald's, and a Chili's. That's what you do for fun. We're gonna go walk around at Walmart. and cow tipping. You ever been cow tipping? Oh yeah, I know about cow yeah. tipping. Good cow tipping. Yeah. Snipe hunting. <laughs> you go snipe hunting at all? No snipe hunting. Mm-mm. Oh mm. nope. Can't catch them. I've taken some kids snipe hunting uh, in my day, and it's pretty pretty entertaining. <laughs> All right, so as uh, as this episode releases, we're just now today releasing a new fuzz. That's what I hear. Yes, it is uh, appropriate. Uh, I, I wouldn't say appropriately. 
I would say appropriately because the frustration and trying to name that stupid thing. Um, <laughs> but it's called the fuzzstration. And it's um, a fuzz on one side and a Octavia type of octave on the other. So it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not like an, a lower octave. It's more of an upper octave and it's not really like a pitch shifted octave. Uh, seems like a lot of people get confused when you talk about octave fuzzes because there's so many different types of octaves, you know? Mm-hmm. There's an Octavia style, and then I mean I say that in a generic sense. That's actually a type of circuit, but it has a very specific sound. Um, think of uh, what's the Johnny Lang song called? We were going to call it the pedal bit "Blue on Black." Mm-hmm. Uh, think of "Blue on Black" on the solo parts that upper upper octave deal. That's uh, that's kind of an Octavia style, and then you got the um, an octave lower, which is hmm, let me think of a song. I think Bon Jovi did something with an octave lower on. He did? I think so. Not John, not John Bon Jovi, but Richie Sambora. What was that song? Um, the Tommy used to work on the Doc song. Oh, that has a sub octave on it? I think it does. It does? Yeah. The That part. I'm going to have to listen to that again. I love that song, by the way. Unapologetically, I love that song. So, there. Uh I don't think I ever picked up on that, though. I'm going to be listening to that as soon as we're done with this. I think so. And then, then you have the the pitch-shifted kind, which would be like the whammy, for example, the Digitech whammy. That yeah. pitch shifts notes. So Yeah, you know. the Tom Morello style. Yeah. Yeah, so all three different types of octaves. <clears throat> um, not one better than the other. But anyway, so – Hello. Should I uh, should I go ahead and put some clips in here from uh, the video that's releasing today? Yeah, put some of your uh, your dad rock stoner clips in there. All right. So basically, so what we got here is we got uh, going into a Shaw Plexi style amp into um, well, basically a Marshall cabinet, and then we have uh, Orange Rocker Verb Fifty, and then I'm running it into a Deluxe Reverb. Three amps, getting crazy. Three, three amps, three amps. And on the video, I go through, I go through a, a Tele, a Strat, Les Paul, and for part of it, a Schecter. So, um, yeah, let's let's play the clips right here. First, we have a dirty Plexi. It's actually a Shaw amp, but it's uh, it's based on a Plexi. clean it up a little bit, run it so it's uh, fairly clean here. Same amp though. Mm-hmm. 
to the orange rocker verb 50. This is my absolutely horrible attempt at any sort of uh, sludgy, doomy, grimy, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but anyways, it's going through a Schecter and then into uh, an orange. And then the second part of this clip is I dime the orange. It's on, it's on the clean channel. Crank it up all the way and uh, run the fuzz through that. Deluxe Reverb.
right. So what'd you think, Blake? Is that great or um, what? Sure. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's just great. It's just so wonderful. Well, you, you had, you had the pedal a year ago. I think I sent you a prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably about a year ago. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember because you were, you were referencing, um, the blue on black song and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. So <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it, I was just like drop tuning with baritone and playing my Les Paul and just, I was really taking it for a, a heavy ride when I had it. And I thought it did all that really, really well. I'm a fuzz fanatic, um, as a lot of people know. And so I, I really enjoyed my time with what is now the fuzzstration. And I remember I had a couple like small notes and I don't know if any tweaks were made from there because it's been so long, but I think it, I really liked it. So I guess for, for think, what that's worth. I think I, I think I liked it. I, I don't, recall, I know I really liked it, but, but I, I think... don't remember, you know, I can't barely remember last week. Um, so, <laughs> so, so on one, one of those clips, uh, part of the clips that you didn't hear, but everyone else just heard. <laughs> um, it was my attempt at playing Doom, but I, I did play that clip for you before we started. So you I know, know exactly what about. you're talking about. That was that was my attempt at at Dooming, mm-hmm. getting my sludge yes. on. Uh, and I had to do some homework. I actually contacted you yesterday and was like, Blake, Blake, everything I play sounds like a blues dad. <laughs> how do how do I a do chicken this? Chicken picking blues dad. <laughs> a chicken picking blues dad. I can't. I can't do this. I can't. But you did okay. But you did okay. I tried. I I tuned down to. Uh, I think it would be an open B. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and just single barred everything. That's, that's yeah. You know? You're on the right track. That's, yeah. Uh, look, you know, from what I could tell in videos, that's kind of that's kind of what the kids do. Mm-hmm. Just to borrow a dad phrase, you know. Um, I did try my best. I did not smoke any any anything before doing that well though. that that's where Which you drop the I've ball been, i guess i've been told that's that that uh that is key i've been told. if you talk to matt pike then he would say yes that is a highly crucial part of the tone right and see i actually went the other way and i drank half a pot of coffee <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna that's gonna be very challenging to to <laughs> which i was trying to like i don't listen to a lot of doom um I do listen to it occasionally because I really, really like the tone. Uh, this is just massive wall of just destruction. But I'm uh, maybe a little too hyper myself to listen to it. And it's like, OK, that riff was rad, but it's time for a new one. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I, I got to be I had to be really honest. So. Part of my yesterday, part of my homework yesterday was listening to uh, different Spotify lists that I could find that had that type of music mm-hmm. on it, and I found some cool stuff. Uh, I mean, a lot of things that I I could totally just hang out and chill with, right? The part that I again, this is the this is the old fart in me coming out. Um, I don't do well with cookie cookie monster stuff, like. <laughs> It's I, like it doesn't irritate. It doesn't irritate me. I'm just like I don't like that. Right. You know. Um. I mean, not no offense to some anyone that does. I I, I just I've tried to embrace mm-hmm. it, and it it just doesn't embrace me. You I'm know? very particular. I like harsh vocals, um, quite a bit, 
but I I'm not so into the like e- neither the grindcore kind of cookie monster stuff like you said or the black metal high pitched scream like I don't really like any of that for for the most part I can appreciate some of the the playing uh and and stuff that goes on to that for sure but like when I like I, I don't know I like there's I'm very weird with vocalists. There's some vocalists that based on the description, I, what I just said, I don't like this and that, but then like, I like converge, which does some of that too. So it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I like more like straight ahead, hardcore style vocals when I'm talking about that kind of stuff. And I don't know, metalcore screams and, and things like that. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint what I'm saying without showing examples, but all that to say, I understand what you're saying. Well, speaking of that, did you know that Brad Paisley just dropped a new single a few days ago? Is it like, <laughs> is it his black metal version? Is he uh, entombed in the walls of twangy uh, death or something? <laughs> no, I just no. Actually, it was it was an actual country song. <gasps> no, which you know. I like I like I like that stuff, right? Like I like real country. I'm not a big fan of bro country. So you didn't watch the CMAs I mean, last night? No, Me I didn't. I actively uh, avoided them. No. Uh, yeah. I, in fact, I had someone that texted me that said the CMAs are on. I'm like, no thanks, not yeah. interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I don't even know what what that means anymore. And and, and I kind of feel bad because like I know some of those guys, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, like his friends and man, I'm sorry, but I just can't be asked to watch something fabricated like that on television. I'm uh, 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 no. I mean, if I want to watch it, I'll, I'll pull up a YouTube video before I'll watch the CMAs. You know, I, I, I kind of like my, I didn't used to, but my, my wife has gotten me to appreciate award shows. Some of the, some of the time, like, yeah. Really? Yeah, watching yeah. like uh, mostly around movies, you know, um, like I, I don't want to watch the Grammys or the CMAs, which is weird because I'm a huge music fan. Therefore, I actively avoid the two biggest music television things that happen. Um, but like, uh, you know, watching the Oscars and stuff is kind of it's kind of fun. Um, I didn't like it that much when we first got married, but she's warmed me up to it. I'm like, OK, this is kind of entertaining. Hmm. It, yeah, I, I have to, I have to say I'm not a fan of it. Still not a fan of that stuff either. I would like to go to VidCon though. I wish they would televise VidCon somewhere. That'd be cool. That would actually yeah, it would be kind of interesting. I bet they will at some point. Or guess I guess that's well, kind of I mean, not I'm, the point of it though, is it? Yeah, I mean you could find stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. but um, you know, like not like an I don't know if there's an official version of like an event or I don't know. Maybe I should look that up. You know. Instead of looking at Red Dead Redemption 2 videos <laughs> in the evenings. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> segueing here. Um, the, you do, do you have the new Red Dead Redemption 2 game? Brian, you've talked to me enough at this point. I, f- I forget. You don't, you don't have that, do you? The newest okay, so- video game system I have is a Nintendo 64. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're one mm-hmm. of those guys. So, um, the gameplay is like 100 hours long, right? The the cutscenes, which are that's that's basically the video parts in between where you're actually playing, mm-hmm. right? It, it's what builds the story in between the parts where you're playing the game. 
But it when you put it all together, it forms a movie. And the movie's 20 hours long. 20 hours? twenty Almost 22 hours. Yeah, so I've been whittling away at it. Little by little, every night, I'll watch you know another 30 minutes or 45 minutes or something. And I just keep moving that needle ever so, ever so slowly. Um, it's pretty I, – I know it's kind of a nerdy thing, but it's fascinating to me. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I had no idea. I thought that uh, the Red Dead stuff – I remember playing the first version whenever it came out. Like Red Dead Revolver when it came out. Red Dead yeah. Revolver. Yeah. This is way better. Um, way better. I thought that this was just like basically Grand Theft Auto in the cowboy days. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, it's done by Rockstar Games, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, did GTA. Um, but the, sto- the it actually has a really good storyline. It really does. I mean, it's, it's this huge, long story. That's interesting. Is it the same characters from the original stuff or is this a a few a few few are the same. So this is kind of a prequel where Red Dead Redemption 1 um was Star Wars 3. Okay. Know? Or right. Was, yeah. The, the a new hope or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Um Red Dead Redemption 2 would be the one right before it. Well, what was that called? Um, in, well, in Star Wars line, that would have been, yeah, yeah. that would have been three, Mm -hmm. right? Where, where, uh, where, what's his face lost all his limbs and became Darth Mm -hmm. Vader. I have the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Anyways. Yeah. That's, uh. You're going to get me all flustered here talking about Star Wars. Anyways, Guitar Gear. Back to Guitar <laughs> 21 Gear. minutes in. We, we <laughs> talk about Guitar Gear. Um, we do need to talk about something that's sort of guitar related, but sort of not. Um, How I pitch corrected Jay exactly. You One of the things you texted me yesterday was like, you asked for me like for fuzzy Big Muff, you know, riffs. Uh, and I was like, well, duh, Dinosaur Jr. And, <laughs> and then you proceeded to t-pain jv's vocals <laughs> it hurt it hurt okay, my so, heart it hurt me inside so to anyone who doesn't know what i'm talking about pull up dinosaur jr the wagon song called the wagon um and i'll play a little bit of the vocals for you real quick it's um let me make sure the pitch correction is off here because we don't Oh, we don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see if I can get it in the mic. Baby, why don't we? Baby, why don't we? Come on. He's way off. Like, he's not even in the same county. I know. I know. You know, I mean. This is this next part here. There's a place I'd like to go. When you get there, then I'll know. Come on, Jay. It's, you can do better than fine. that. It's fine. It's part of the appeal. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's T-paint it up. No. Baby, why don't we? Baby, why don't we? There's a place I'd like to go. When you get there, then I'll know. That hurt. Uh, no, no see, that hurts my does, heart. Doesn't no. that, doesn't that sound so much no, better? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It does. It sounds more correct, but it doesn't sound better. 
<laughs> Especially when he, the, when it does that the weird auto tune thing where it does the, the yes wow like like you can hear uh, it sh- you can hear it shift. It's like no yeah. stop that stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it. <laughs> and on that song, it's working its butt off trying to make it happen. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he is way off, but uh, I love it anyway. I know that's part of that's part of the charm of it. I get it. I remember when I was a young man listening to that song. I actually played in a band that played that song. And um, <laughs> oddly enough, the singer sang it the same way. Um, <laughs> and uh, it always drove me crazy. Like I was listening to – back then it was tape. I would listen to the tape and I'm like, oh, like, oh my goodness. My ears hurt because he's so out of tune. Like he sh- – you know, at that time, you know, like what was it, 18 mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm thinking um, – Surely he knows he's out of out of tune, right? Like they wouldn't. Why would they release this? But apparently that was the thing. That's well, what, what they wanted to do. It's kind of like it's not the exact same thing, but it's kind of it's kind of the same idea with like Kurt Cobain's vocals, where he, you know, is uh, like he's not always in tune either. It's oh, that's another guy that I love to auto tune. No, don't don't <laughs> auto tune Kurt. Leave Kurt alone. So we've talked. We've talked about how I found a stash of thousands of songs and isolated tracks. Yes, right? many times. So, so there's a lot of fun things to do. You know, I've taken some Maroon Five and tried to turn it into death metal. Um, <laughs> now that sounds fun. <laughs> now we're talking my language. I've done some of that. I've uh, taken every song I could possibly think of, T-Pained it just for fun, laughed a little bit, <laughs> and then um, you know left it alone. That's that's always quite a bit of fun. Um, I like remixing the stuff as well, but we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. But yeah, any, anyways, um, yeah, I've been having some fun with Dinosaur Jr. yesterday. Just, I think... Because, you know, I was talking to you, which led to Dinosaur Jr., which led for me to look for the isolated track, which led for me to listen to the isolated vocal, which led for me to T-Pain that dude, (laughs) you know? So, side note, and then uh, I promise we'll talk about guitars at some point, but um, T-Pain, you know, like, that's his thing, right? But I found out, like, a year or two ago, the dude actually has a fantastic singing voice, like a real, legit, awesome singing voice. And I'm like, well, it's funny that he became known for having a fake voice when he's actually an, a fantastic vocalist. It's just so odd. But huh. yeah, look it up. He he sang, I think he sang a national anthem somewhere. And it was like, whoa, like you should just do that instead. <laughs> like, I don't know. But <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that. Look it up. I mean, it's fast. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's an effect, right? It's just a vocal effect. Um, now it's been completely overused to make crappy singers sound better, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to polish every unnatural part of music possible. Um, you know, and I don't think that's something we really talk about that much and I don't, maybe people don't even know this, but when a lot of bands record things, the producer will move stuff in the timeline. So let's say that Let's say your snare was slightly out of time or your kick drum was slightly out of time. They'll move that so it's perfect, mm-hmm. perfectly in time. Uh, and this, like drum samples, for example, they can swap out one snare for another. Just use a, a plug-in that swaps it mm-hmm. out. Like if you don't like that snare sound or the bass drum sound, not a problem, man. We'll just, we'll just swap that out with a different sound. Um, 
Which, I mean, so as a creator, that's, it's cool that you have that much control. What I don't like is when it's overused so much to make something that does, it makes, it's like making music that a computer would make, you know, something artificial intelligence based. It's just, you lose some human aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you can hear it sometimes, right? And you can kind of hear it in, in yeah. the way some bands record. Like you'll listen to one record and you'll be like, man, this, this has, you know, it has the groove. It really, it really has a good vibe to it. And then you'll listen to like a, a record they made a, at a different point in their career. And you're like, this seems really stiff, like, and, and really, really like regimented. And I think a lot of that has to do with the recording process. I feel like there's a, a lot to be said for jamming with a band in the room all together and that that vibe and that feel. And I understand going back and like recording separate tracks to get things, you know, sounding a certain way. But I think like the initial tracks, especially the drums um, and the bass kind of need to like be laid down together in a band environment if possible. It's not 100% necessary, but I feel like that's part of what makes rock music and you know the music that we know and love i feel like that's part of it is is the musicians playing together and sometimes that means it's not perfect because they're all humans um well that's that's one thing that one of the things that i fight because i mean there's times that like i'll write stuff for fun you know i mean like i'm not making an album to sell to anyone necessarily but i like to just create stuff and I'm using I'm using drum you know the drummer in Logic Pro or whatever, uh, but it's to- it's completely different than having a drummer here and playing with him. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Completely, totally different. Uh, and it's so it's really hard for me to actually create a song that way without having a drummer here playing something. I I but I know others have been able to do it just fine. You know they'll just make a loop. And start from there and just build it, you know, like you're building a pizza, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, I, I wish, it, I wish that was a skill that I had because I love it when guys can do that. I just don't, and I, and I, and I unfortunately live in an area where there's not too many other musicians that want to just get together and jam and 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 make music and create music. Now there are musicians that will play out. I mean, you pay them some money, they'll show up, you know, but. I don't want to pay 600 bucks every time to a group of guys just to jam on, you know, right. on a Saturday right. night. No, I know what you mean. It's, um, it is a totally different thing though. I mean, and I play with loopers a lot, but when I do it, I'm like, I'm like pretending that not really pretending, I guess, but like I am the band. There's no, there's nobody else there. And I'm, there literally isn't, I'm by myself in a room. And so I kind of use the guitar to create rhythms and uh and then layer over the top of it like you said like building a pizza um which is completely 100% different and honestly not as fun for me as playing with the band yeah i mean there's something about connecting with the other people you're playing mm-hmm. with you know what i mean in in a way that like there's no words to describe it it's just musically you're all tight and connected where you know you're going around a corner and you know you're going there, but no one said anything about it. You <laughs> right, <know what> I mean? <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, it's a really uh, unique thing to, that that is specific to musicians. 
And I'm sure that the same thing applies in, you know, not just in rock bands and country bands or whatever, but like, I'm sure the same thing applies in, in symphonies to some degree, you know, except they do have some direction, but there's a reason like they don't, you know, they have this huge mass of musicians playing together and not, you know, one guy looping everything, I guess, because <laughs> they could do that if they wanted to sort of, you know what we're missing from music? What's that? Punk symphonies, you know, where people just like slam their trumpets down on the ground, you know, throw the kick their foot to the bass drum, you know, or the whatever you call those bongo looking things, you know, isn't that called the uh, isn't punk- that called ska? No, no, no. I mean, like, like true, like classical music, but punk. You like know? they're playing through like rusty trumpets diving. and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> exactly, stage diving. You that know? might actually be kind of. Mosh I could see that being executed in a way that could be cool. It would just take some very dedicated people. <laughs> that could be cool. It would take. It would take some. Um, some hardcore people that that have some have some grief in their life, you angst. know, and they're up there. They have some angst, and they're up there playing, you know, some number that I, you know, some classical number, you know, that sort of thing. And then one guy just throws his trombone at the trumpet player, and then starts moshing and beating him in the face and shoving this guy over and kicking the drum and take taking that little stick that the conductor has and breaking it over his head you know that that sort of thing that's exactly what we need you're right i just solved all of music good problems. job brian you go. you've done it again congratulations <laughs> no we were talking about um, to get it to, to kind of go back to what we were talking about a little bit we were talking about playing with a band um and yes. one of the things I, I I've talked to you before about this uh, country music podcast that I just love uh, cocaine and rhinestones. Um, there's, they did a big section on um, Buck Owens and, and Don Rich um, and how those guys like it was almost creepy how they knew what each other were going to was going to do. Like it was like they were like almost telepathic when they were playing together hmm. and they would, they would talk about it off stage and, and be like, yeah, no, I like, how'd you know he's going to do that? It was like, I just know like they, yeah, they, they, it was, if you have any interest in that kind of stuff at all, people should definitely check that out. Cause it was kind of fascinating. And when you go back and watch some of the clips, it's like, Oh wow, these guys were on some other sort of level like of connection. Well, obviously talented musicians, but then like they had some bizarre mental musical connection. It's kind of crazy. Maybe they're aliens. That is highly possible. It is highly possible that they're just aliens from another planet. <laughs> all right. Did we, t- did we talk about guitar about gear at all, or did we just like show a fuzz pedal clip and then talk about auto-tune? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we've been, due, we've been too on topic lately anyway. Ah, uh, we were due for an off-topic episode. True. So, yeah, all, all right. right. So, to uh, all those listening, thanks for listening. Hope you made it through this far. <laughs> Good job. Do you have any you comments have, or questions? You have, you have, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you have performed a feat of endurance. I'm very proud. Very mm-hmm. true. If you have any comments or questions, uh, podcast at wamplerpedals.com, info at tonemob.com. 
Uh, make sure you check out Blake's little podcast. A little podcast. That sounds like a cute little. Look at that it cute is, little. It is a cute little podcast. Cute <laughs> little podcast over there. Blake's Blake's uh, podcast, which is way more on topic than this one is today, <laughs> called the Tone Mob. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And make sure you check out our new fuss today, available at your local retailer. Do it. And I should say, I've got some really interesting guests coming up, and I'm almost to episode 100. So. Yeah. Big party for episode 100. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I had a guest lined up that I was really excited about, but it's probably not going to happen in time for episode 100. So we'll see. Garth Brooks. I, I would 100% have Garth Brooks. I'd go. I'd fly down to Studio G right now. <laughs> All right, then. Thanks for Bye. listening. <laughs>